What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl, Leah M. Forney, back with another episode of Hey, Queen Thrive. Hope all is well, y'all. Listen, we are in the month of February already. Jesus Christ. Like, where in the world did the time go? Listen, I'm so excited about this expert that I got on the show tonight. But listen, before I tell you who she is and what she does and all that good stuff and how we connected, you know your girl always got some updates. So... If you have not already heard, let me just go ahead and tell you, the doors are opening to the Purpose Driven University tomorrow. Yes, February 18th, the doors open to Purpose Driven University. Listen, I'm so excited about these courses that your girl has created and has dropped, (laughs) that is dropping on February 18th. Listen, if you are an entrepreneur, an inspiring author, all of that good stuff. Like these courses are just for you. And so I'm so excited to be bringing these courses to you guys. Um, There are three courses. The first course is the fundamentals of the book writing process. Um, And that course is particularly for any person um, who wants to write a book, but has no clue on how to get started, right? So I literally take you through that whole process of getting that manuscript started. There are downloadables. There's a mind map. There's a, um, what else did I give you guys? A mind map, an outline template. There's a chapter formation template. Like it's so many good goodies <laughs> attached to these courses. Um, the second course is manuscript completed. Now what? So that is a course for those who are ready for the next level. Once you have written the manuscript, like what is it that you're supposed to do? So that course focuses on the editing process, the formatting process, um, the marketing and promoting. Like those are just some of the areas I touch on in that course. Like it is so good. And again, it comes with so many downloadables. Like there's a marketing plan um downloadable there's a book launch checklist downloadable like it's so many different downloadables that i have given you guys in these courses and then the third course is the road to author authorpreneurship right and so that course is designed for the person that has the book has the product but now is ready to build and launch a business. So how did you, how do you turn that book into a business, into a service, into a brand? And so that course is all about next steps. Once you have gotten that book done and printed and you have it and it's out there and you are ready to become an entrepreneur, right? That course is for you. So yeah, I'm just, listen, I'm so excited. God is doing so many amazing, amazing, amazing things in 2022 and the year ain't even over yet. He continues to blow my mind. So definitely make sure you are part of the Thrive Tribe um, because they are getting access to it tomorrow. (laughs) They already have signed up. Some have already pre-ordered. So yeah, they get access tomorrow and I'm just super, super excited. But listen, let me just tell you about my expert. Listen, this is my sis, y'all. This is my sis. Like we connected in grad school. We were in the trenches in grad school together, getting that master's degree in marriage and family therapy. Uh, (laughs) And I told her from the day that I met her and we were sitting in track two residency, I told her that she was a trailblazer. And I didn't lie when I told her that because my sis is a trailblazer. And so I'm so excited to introduce to y'all my girl, my sis. She's another Aquarius 
Ashley Gilmore. Listen, y'all are in for a treat. Do you hear me? Y'all in here for a treat. So listen, stay tuned. Get them papers and pens ready. Get your favorite drink so you can listen to us and, and download these gems and nuggets and all that good stuff. And you already know I'll be back with Thriving Nuggets. What's up, my beautiful Hey Queen Thrive family? Listen, I am so excited. Let me tell you, first of all, this is a long time coming for this guest because I've been trying to get her on my show since season one, but we're not going, I'm not going, we're not going to talk about that. But since season one, I've been trying to get her on my show and that's because she's my big sis, right? And she's also no fellow Aquarian. Y'all not looking at these patterns. Like we've been fellow Aquarian guests all season thus far. But look, I got the one, the only Ashley Gilmore in the Hey Queen Thrive building. Hey. What's up, girl? Hey, girls. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so excited. Listen, it's a long time coming because you over here booked and busy. And I'm like, oh, so she ain't got time for the little sis. But it's okay. I'm glad you're here. So tell the people about to- you. I'm happy to be doing this at the beginning of the year because November, I'm asleep. Tell folks about you, sis. Yes, I'm Ashley. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor here in North Carolina um, by way of Indiana. So I'm originally from East Chicago, Indiana, which is sandwiched between Chicago and Gary, Indiana. Um, I am a mom. I'm a wife. First, I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm queen. Um, I own my own private practice, Gilmore Counseling and Consulting Services, PLLC. Um, my husband and I also just started the um, GCCS Be Well Foundation, which is a 501c3 organization that works to um, educate the community um, on different tests, more specifically things that he and I know well. Um, I'm also a doctoral student at Hampton. I don't know why I did that to myself, but you know, it's just both a blessing and a thing. Um, and you know, I love the work that I do. I love, I love, I love, love, love being a therapist. I love um, working with people. I love talking to people. Um, I'm doing teletherapy for right now because of COVID. Um, but my hope is that I'll be in the brick and mortar or in person, hopefully sooner rather than later. So. That's a little bit about me. I love it. I love it. I love it. So listen, I have this question. I asked every last one of my guests. Yeah. And that is, in your opinion, what does it mean to be a queen that's thriving? Oh my goodness. I think a queen that thrives is a a queen who knows, who is self-aware, who Mm. is self-aware enough to know what she wants, what she desires, and then how to get it. Um, And then some of us struggle with that. That doesn't mean that they're not a queen that is thriving, but one who is um, is confident in herself, is able to move and shape the way that she desires, to me, is a queen who thrives. I love it. Keyword, yeah. self-aware. Because honey, That's honey, honey, we're going <laughs> to, there's a whole other topic because some of these folks ain't whole other topic because <laughs> we be out here and we do not be aware enough to know what's going on. So, mm, okay, okay. <laughs> so here at season two on the show, I wanted to focus on purpose. So take yeah. us on the journey of how you discovered your purpose. Yeah, so, um, I don't, that's kind of a long thing. Let me, let me, let me try to sum it up. Um, I knew, I did not know that I wanted to be a therapist. When I went to college, um, I actually went to be a lawyer. Um, I had been watching Law Order for years and I was like, I'm going to be a sex crimes prosecutor. 
Child, you heard the smack. Child, I, I got in school and they had me reading these books about law and policy. Mm-mm. Nope, not I said the cat. Um, and so, you know, I finished my major. I was a law and sociology major. Um, at Purdue and I finished you know and I was like this is not this is not what God wants for my life this is not my purpose Um, and my husband and I at the time he was my boyfriend or my fiance and we were going to counseling to decide if we were going to get married and our counselor I will never forget who she was she saved not only our marriage our relationship and I believe she saved my life in some essence um and that's how I knew that was my purpose Mm -hmm. so while we were in counseling I applied to the graduate program to get my master's there in counseling they did not have a couples track and so to me the closest thing to do was working with kids I did school counseling well I finished the program but I also was pregnant at the same time so I graduated and had my daughter I think like a month later and I realized I didn't want to deal with other people's kids and have my own I was like "Mm -mm, that's not for me that's not for me Fast forward to 2013, um, well, 2012 kind of started. I had a series of traumatic events happen at the same time. Mm. I got really, really sick and um, I had a dream. I had a dream that I was writing papers about what it was like to be a therapist. And I knew that God was speaking to me and I went back to school, which is where I met Leah. Um, And I knew then that that's what I was supposed to be doing. And here we are seven years, eight, eight years later. And you know, God has shown up in my work. I believe my purpose is still continuing to be um, fine-tuned, mm-hmm. I guess if that's the word. Um, but I do believe that, like, that is my purpose and my purpose to become a therapist that works within the Black community to educate, to help problem solve, to intervene, um, and also to to teach other therapists is, is my purpose. And so, here we are walking in that. We're still developing that, like I said, but I believe that that's what God has designed for my life. I love it. I love that me and you both had similar starts with the law <laughs> background because I went and got my criminal justice degree and I interned with some law firm. And like you, law and order fam, love it, SVU. <laughs> and, and I'm like, this not how it go down on the television no. show. No. <laughs> like, no. like they not in the courtrooms. They settling now. And, and I just knew then I was like, you know, this is not it. This is not the it. This is not what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted to help, right? I just didn't know what capacity. So then I did healthcare and I was doing like nursing assistant and all that good stuff. And still I I mean I enjoyed helping, but I knew then, yeah, it's deeper than that. And mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I started in the field of mental health and substance abuse, which made sense because of my parents. And so right. from right. there it was like. Oh yeah, this is what it this it fits. This is what we're supposed to be doing over here. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. love it. I love it. All right. So we're gonna shift gears a little bit because I want to talk about relationships. We're gonna pull on your relationship therapist hat. Yeah, girl, I'm ready. Okay, so everybody is talking about hashtag relationship goals today. Why do you think that is such a hot topic today? Um, I really think it's because we have not, many of us have not seen healthy relationships growing up. And so we see Michelle and Barack, we see Beyonce and Jay-Z, um, we see, um, you know, I don't know, give me an, oh, Bill and, uh, I'm sorry, um, yeah, 
Cliff and Claire Huxtable, mm-hmm. you know, we saw them. Those were ideals that we thought like were healthy relationships. Um, and so that, you know, that became a hashtag is that I want what they got. And it's then they're, they're not real. I mean, they are an image that we see. We don't know what Michelle and Barack go through when, you know, he was in office and we don't know what Jay-Z and Beyonce were. I mean, Lemonade gave us a little bit of idea, but, you know, like, you know, we don't know what's happening in people's homes. And so this idea that like relationship goals is, is a thing, like, or a hashtag is, is important because you have this idea of what you think you want and you don't know it. It's, all, it's like that saying, like, the grass is greener on the other side. Mm. Well, water your grass first and then make it green, you know, yeah. as opposed to looking at somebody else's grass because theirs can really be imitation and all you got to do is nurture yours. So mm. it's this idea that we've never seen healthy relationships and, you know, we see social media is both a blessing and a curse, but we see it and we think that's what we want. And we don't know what people are doing to, to put that on. Listen, first of all, you said water your grass because theirs might be imitation. I, listen, that's a mic drop. Hashtag water your grass. <laughs> <laughs> listen, because, and I think that's so true because, and that's what I tell people about social media. Every People see the highlight reels, right? Because ain't nobody yeah. on social media talk about girl, I didn't cuss them out or he just tried to hit me. Like, nobody's going to say all that, right? Nobody's going to say that. They nobody's always show that. when they look good and everything mm-hmm. looks good, right? Mm-hmm. And so we do fall mm-hmm. into this trap of, yeah. this is what I want. And it's like, like, I always think back to years ago, God used to tell me, who told you I put them together? Like, yeah. we assume, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. That when we see these godly people, oh, God must have put it. Who, wait, hold up, don't. Don't put that on Jesus because he did no, not. He did not. I told somebody that the other day. I was like, can we normalize? Stop telling people Jesus did something that we know he didn't do. Because he didn't do it. I'm just saying. Because there's some couples out here, I, and I'm starting to tell people, go to counseling when you're actually boyfriend and girlfriend yeah. or when you're dating. Because like you can get engaged and you realize this is not the person I want to be with. And so you've wasted daytime, money on a wedding ring. And if you're living together, who's going to get out of the house? All of that. Like, go to counsel before you make these big decisions because you can alleviate so much of that anxiety, that worry, that fear. Yeah. And this person, you know, their time, you don't get that time back. So yeah. I to say, go to counsel before you even, before you even think about getting engaged, right? You're dating. Go to counseling. I listen. I love that. Go to counseling yeah. when he just your bae. Hey, yes. Like, yes. Like, but I think that's real though, Ashley. I do. I think that's real because I think that's the greatest way to one, really figure out who you're dealing with. You know, mm-hmm. I tell people I'm not really dating, but when I was dating, I, my number one question is like, are you aware of your traumas? Because you yeah. got them. Like, and then are you are you aware of how they show up in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Like I ask those deep questions and my friends would be like, Leah, who does that on the first or second date? Me, because I need mm-hmm. to know who I'm dealing with. Like, I need mm-hmm. to know, like, are you aware of your anger and mm-hmm. how you explode? Mm-hmm. And all? like, are you aware that you shut down? Like, yes. are you aware? Yep. Right. Because there's so many people that desire long lasting relationships, but then they do the complete opposite mm-hmm. of what it is that they say they desire. I call them walking contradictions. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, all of that, all of that, all of that. <laughs> yeah, and we do that, and we do that because we're looking at possible imitation grass as opposed to nurturing and watering our own. So Listen, yeah, y'all heard her. She said, "Water that grass. Stop looking at the imitation. I'm telling you, it's not working you. for you." All right. So, <laughs> how can one begin to build a long-lasting relationship? Yeah. So again, I think what's really important is self-awareness of who you are as a person and before you enter into a relationship. And so, um, you know, take my husband and I, for example. So we've been together 22 years. I'm only 20. Um, So we've been together 22 years. (laughs) Um, So literally, we've been together since we were 17 and 18. He was 18, I was 17. And of course, I wasn't self-aware enough at that time to know that like this person I, I adore but there's some work that I have to do before I can enter into this relationship. Yeah. And I think that that's really important to know who you are before you enter into a relationship. Or, and if you don't know who you are, find someone who is willing to evolve with you. One thing about my husband and I is that we've been able to evolve together. We've grown together in 22 years. And I've seen some of our best friends, our best friend couples here, they got married when they were 23. And they're, this year, I think, is their 29th anniversary, maybe 30th. Nice. Um, and like you can tell from their relationship that they literally evolved as a couple. And so evolution for a person is necessary. But when you are when you're evolving as a person, then you know what you need and how you show up in a relationship. And so to build a healthy relationship, you need to be self enough, self aware enough to show up that way. Um, of, of course, therapy works. Duh. Yeah. Um, my husband is like everybody doesn't always need to go to therapy, and he's not saying that because you know I'm like he's 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 we've done the therapy work. I'm a therapist. He knows that. But sometimes people need to have a, a community of support, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so that can look like therapy. That can also be church. That can also be a life group or some sort of something to help you to grow as a person, but also to call you out on your stuff. Like that's important. Um, that's really, really important. And so a uh, self-awareness, having community, I think therapy is important. Um, I think, and if you believe in a higher being, I definitely think that that's important. Yeah. Um, again, we are, my husband and I are Christians and, you know, we subscribe to the notion that a three strand cord is not easily broken. And yeah. so it's God, myself and my husband, that's and that's important to us. You know, um, of course, every, every couple doesn't subscribe to that because of their values. It could be some sort of higher power that you believe in. But something that that grounds you and that keeps your foundation strong, that's what's important. So I think self-awareness, some sort of higher power, but also having a community and therapy is really important. I love it. I love it. And I love that you said you guys evolved together, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times in relationships, you have people that evolve, but they evolve apart, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's where the, the change happens or the growing of the yeah. part happens because yeah. this person's going that way. That person is going that way. Um, so yeah. I love that you guys are like, no, we did it together. Yeah, we were young yeah. trying to figure yeah. this thing out, but yeah. Yeah. we did it. And a lot together. of couples, and some couples don't, you know, they don't always make it through that. But I think again, having awareness, self-awareness and therapy is really helpful for that. Um, but again, like we talked about, sometimes people probably shouldn't be together in the first place. And so, honey, honey, no, honey, honey. that's not, I'm, that's not my heel to bow on. But I think that that is, some, there is some work when you're, when you're trying to nurture your relationship, knowing if that person is yours or not is really important. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, next question. Yeah. Give me the top five things a couple needs to have to sustain their relationship. Yeah, so I'm doing some work around this and I'm um, copywriting it as we speak. Um, but uh, so there are five things that couples get divorced for and I'm, so I'm trying to turn, change the narrative in that. Um, so uh, couples need to have communication, healthy communication, effective communication, because that's really mm -hmm. important. Um, couples need to have sex because mm -hmm. um, people act like they get into relationships and they can't have sex anymore. And, you know, I love black women, but we'd be like, we tired. Yeah, we tired, girl, but you also need to have an orgasm because it will help you. So come on, help them. come on, couples need to have communication. They need to have sex. They need to have a support system. Friendships are so, so important. So important. Um, you know, you need to have people to nurture you, to pour into you, but also to pour back out. You know, if yeah. you have a skill set that's necessary, share that with somebody else, you know, help build up the next person. Um, I also think that it is really, really important to have individual time apart. Mm, so you can, be, you can be with somebody as long as you want to, but if you always under them or they always under you and you don't have time to nurture relationships outside of that, you've got a problem. Mm -hmm. um, because you again are a whole person without this person and you can be a whole person with this person so that's really important um I think the five, the fifth thing is kind of your own relationship with yourself yeah. and so I think that's important too it's really important to know again I said this before but like who are you like yeah. what what do you need what do you desire what do you want from life like what do you want from your partner what do you want for your your um your career? What do you want for your goals? What kind of friendships do you want? Yeah. Um, so I think that, that's really important. Um, is to know who you are and what you want. So mm. communication, sex is important. Community, um, self awareness, and um, knowing who you are, your own self. Those are all really important. I love it. I love it. I love yes. it. I love it. I love it. All right. So as a couples therapist. Talk to us about what are some of the common reasons people come to couples therapy? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, girl. Oh my, oh my Lord. Lord have mercy. All right. So uh, they 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 disguise it as communication. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you know, we want to have better communication skills. We want to talk better. We want to be able to understand and comprehend each other better. And while that's important, there's always an underlying issue related to that. So usually what happens is someone is afraid to say something. Mm. And so someone is afraid to be honest because they don't want to hurt the other person. They don't know how to say it. So the big reason is communication is that people don't know how to communicate they, or they're not willing to learn. They don't want to comprehend. All of that encompasses that. Well, then communication, when you bring down communication, you're not, you're not having sex, like I said. You're not sharing effectively. Mm -hmm. You're not, um, you don't, you're not aligned, essentially. And so yeah. you're not able to talk and you can't work out these other things that are going on in your life. So um, communication is the number one issue that people come to see you for. Mm, yeah, yeah. I remember the days in internship and the couples that I used to see. And I'm like, that was always the number one reason. But then, oh, like you said, when you broke it down, it was like, well, she ain't giving me enough. And she... <laughs> And you're like, oh, okay, now we get into the heart. Now we get somewhere. Now we get somewhere. So y'all not communicating because you're not getting what you need. Well, and it's a cycle. I always tell my couples that say it's a cycle. And I'm a, I'm I'm heavy on the five love languages. Yes. Um, I'm so heavy on that. And I believe that if you're not getting your love language met, 
then you're not going to love the other person the way that they need to be loved. And so then it becomes this vicious cycle of I'm not loving you. You're not loving me. We're not talking. And then it becomes this whole thing. Well, if I know that my husband loves to be touched or he loves to be affirmed, I'm going to hold his hand and tell him he's, he's the bomb, you know? Yeah. Um, and if he knows that my love language is quality time to ask for service, then take me somewhere and and change my oil, you know, something yeah. like that so that I can continue to do these things that you desire and vice versa. So I'm being into that, super being into I'm that. all for the five love languages. Listen, I'm upfront about that in dating. Like, yeah. this is my love yeah. language. Yeah. Don't think that if you buy me gifts, Leah's going to be excited. That's not even her love language. She is a quality time girl. Please take yes. and put your phone up. Don't like yep. me and you. We, we got to yep. be here, like Martin said. We here. Yeah. And I, I think, again, when couples don't know, or people in relationships don't know who they are, then they're going to struggle. So if you don't know what your love language is, and you're not, like, and you're you're not getting that met, then of course you're going to not communicate because you don't know what you need or what you right. got going on. And so once you're self enough aware to know, oh, I don't like gifts. Stop buying me shoes. Spend time with me. Then we're better off. Now, yes. I like shoes, so take me somewhere and get some shoes because we spend quality time together, you know? Right. So, right. you know, you got to be aware enough to know that that's what you like versus what you don't like, and then you can show up differently in your relationship. Listen, I am loving this yeah. whole conversation. So, look, I want to hear this because I got it. We got to talk about your practice and yeah. the new foundation. Talk to yeah. us because you was over here killing it. Girl, I don't, I talk, that's why I'm, that's why I'm up in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I am in private practice here in North Carolina. Um, I am licensed in Indiana and working to become licensed in Virginia. Um, and I have been in private practice for over two years. And I think it was one of the best decisions I've made. I decided to do it kind of on a whim. Again, I, I had a dream that like, I could do this work for the people that I wanted to serve. Yeah. Um, when I first got out of school and became licensed, I worked for um, a, a, um, a mental health agency here, community mental health agency here, and I worked for a homeless shelter. And I love those clients. I love that work. But there's also something about um, an untapped, a population that wants therapy and doesn't have a therapist to like do it or be the therapist that they want and so I really take pride in like being real and like I, I posted this on Facebook um but like I wear J's and I cuss in my sessions and I pray if my clients want it and you know I cry with them and some of my um, clients are in Greek and so when they have Founders Day I would text them happy Founders Day you know because I want to connect with you in a way that says my therapist really does think about me outside of this time. Yeah. And I have boundaries. Let me also say that I have, I don't, I don't talk to my clients after a certain time. They text me at eight o'clock at night. I went to nine o'clock the next morning, but I want them to know that I care about them and that I, there will be, their, their journey toward well, um, wholeness and wellness is really important to me. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I start for. I work for couples, individuals, um, I don't do adolescents. Um, mm -hmm. so I know that again, I don't work want to work with other people's kids. And so I only see 18 and up. Um, couples is my niche. Um, that is my thing. We went to school to be licensed marriage and family therapists. And one of the things was I failed the marriage and family exam. And I was like, I'm not gonna let this deter me. And so I became a mental health counselor who focuses on couples work. And so that's what I do. Um 
So probably about 60% of my clients are couples. Um, and I do that work. So I do premarital counseling. I do marriage counseling. Um, and um, I love it. I love that work. I, I also, in the community, I still work with the homeless shelter, which has really been awesome. I have since left the community mental health agency. They are amazing to work with, but I also knew that my time was up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was important to me. It was black owned too. And so I could see them nurturing in the community, which was amazing. Um, and so, yeah, so that's our practice. I do live talks like this. I, I haven't done any this year. I usually host my annual Envision stuff retreat self-care retreat for women. I couldn't do it this year because of COVID. So we're going to push it to April because you can set goals any time of the year. Yeah. Um, and so that's really important to me. And um, yeah, so that's who I am as a therapist. Um, and so in December, <laughs> no, <laughs> my husband and I um, sat down and we wanted to work together. So he is a chaplain at a hospital here in the area. And we do a lot of work individually and people know us individually. And so we were like, why don't we just do something together? And it. so um, we created the GCCS Be Well Foundation. And the goal is for us to work within the community in the mental health, um, physical, emotional, spiritual aspect of people creating psychoeducational opportunities. And so um, our first event is a couple's paint night next month. Um, and we thought, yeah, thank you. That was a really great, great opportunity for us. We're planning marriage retreats and other conversations later this year, but we wanted to do something fun around the season of love. Um, yeah. so, um, when this comes out, you know, if you haven't registered, you got a little bit of time, um, but that's kind of on the docket for us. And so, you know, we wanted to do something, we we're trying to leave a legacy for our children. And this was a really helpful way to do that. I love it. I absolutely love it, love it, love it. This has been so good. So listen, what are your goals? 2022 is here, honey. What we doing? Uh, I wrote them down early in this early last week, honey. Um, so I got so like everybody else, I have goals in certain areas. I definitely want to read a book a quarter. Mm-hmm. Some people read a book a month. I don't have that kind of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I can read a book a quarter, I do Audible subscription. So if I do a book a quarter and four books this year for me is a lot, I am grateful. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's one of my goals. Um, one of my other goals is to um, get the foundation up and running. Um, you know, and so by the end of the year, we're hoping to have put on a couple programs. Um, I want to get back to running. So I am, I used to be a runner. Um, and my knees kind of gave out, so I haven't been able to run the same way. So I want to run a 10K this year. That is my goal. Um, like I said, I'm also in the doctoral program, and so I want to get all A's this year. Come on. Come on. So you can call yourself Dr. Yes, uh, yes. I mean, Dr. Ash in a couple years. So Listen. Yeah. listen. Um, that's just a couple of them. I love it. I love it. So you got an upcoming couples paint night i love it yes yes i'm not a yes. couple, so i can't join maybe i'll sponsor one i know some couples yes that would be great just call that <laughs> i'll sponsor um, one but you got some things you're working on girl 
I've got a lot of stuff in the, you know, there's always this thing. I like to tell people, some people what I'm doing just because, you know, you want to be able to like have accountability. Yeah. But there's also like when you tell people there's accountability. And so it's like, if I'm quiet, like, and it doesn't happen, then nobody can say anything. But if I say something and people call me on it, then that means I have to execute it. So y'all heard me literally say, I got to get all A's. I got to run this 10K. Y'all make sure y'all come back and check on me. Listen, um, I'm um, telling you. It makes it real when you open up your mouth. It keeps it real when you open up your mouth. And so that's really important to me. So I think accountability is really, really helpful. And so if I put some of that stuff out there, then hopefully it'll come to fruition. I absolutely love it. Well, sis, before I let you go, tell the people how can they connect with you? Yeah, girl. So I'm always on social media. That's my thing. Um, So you can find me on Facebook at Gilmore Counseling and Consulting Services, PLOC. And you can find me on Instagram at Get Real with Ash G. So those are my um, professional pages. Follow us, follow me. The, the foundation does not have social media yet. We're still kind of trying to weigh that because that is an extra task that neither my husband and I have time for. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but if you follow in, either one of those pages, we'll post information there for people to kind of be aware of. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. sis, I so appreciate you. I'm Absolutely. so finally got a chance to do this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you for asking me. You asked me last year and life just got in the way, but I'm glad we were able to get this done. And February is my birthday month. It's the month of love. So all those things. So yeah. Yeah. Listen, shout out to my sis, Ashley Gilmore. Look, I told y'all she is so hella dope. Listen, sis, I so appreciate you. You already know. Like, you know how much I love you. You know how much I rock with you. We've been doing this since grad school. I am so blessed to have you in my life. My life is better because you are in it. So y'all make sure you connect with my sis, man. Make sure you follow her on social media. Stay abreast of what she is doing because she's out here being a trailblazer like I told her she would be when we met in grad school. So listen, it will never be a Hey Queen Thrive episode without, you already know, Thriver Nuggets. And so listen, I am talking about seven ways or seven tips to building long-lasting relationships because that is what we just finished talking about, right? Everybody wants to have long-lasting relationships, but how do we do it? And so I gathered some tips from an article I saw on marriage.com. So go ahead and go over to marriage.com and look up the article. And we just going to get right into it. So (laughs) tip number one, be communicative. So you should share your feelings with your partners without thinking of being judged. Talk about problems that make you feel sad if you are aiming for a long-lasting relationship. Discuss your life, what makes you feel down. Support your partner and make them believe in themselves. Healthy communication between partners help you in your personal and professional growth. Communication is one of the critical factors in the list of what makes a relationship last. So for all you non-communicators out there, stop talking about you want to have a lasting relationship or a healthy relationship and you won't open up your mouth and talk. (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, open up your mouth. Dang, ain't nobody going to read your mind. All right, number two, give each other space. It is not necessary to share everything with your partner. Apart from your partner. Your life should also revolve around other essential factors, such as your work, family, and friends. It would be best if you weren't 
if you were not dependent on each other for every single minute of the day. Give each other enough space to let them live their life. Enjoy your company and make yourself happy. Give your your suggestions only when your partner asks for your help to foster a long-lasting relationship. Listen, take a break. Let me tell you something. <laughs> that whole, oh, I just want to be un- up under him all the time or all that. I just want to be up under her all the time was cute when you was like a teenager. But we grown. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cute. Don't get me wrong. Don't have no problem wanting to cuddle with Bay when I want to cuddle with Bay. But I also got a life and a business and some friends and some family members. Um, and so it is okay to take a break. It is okay to give each other space. It is okay to miss your partner. Listen, I learned that lesson very early on in my relationships. Um, probably when I was about 18, 19 years old, because I was that chick, like I was dating a much older guy and I just wanted to be under him. Right. And guess what? Being under him didn't stop him from cheating on me. I'm just saying he, he felt that smothered that he needed to get away from me. Right. So I learned a valuable lesson and that is, it is okay to give your partner some space. It is okay to have that me time. Right. And then we have our us time. So give your partner some space. I don't know who needed to hear that, but somebody needs to hear that. All right. (laughs) Number three, respect each other's opinions. Ooh, this is so good. All right. So disagreements in relationships are common and nothing to worry about. It is important to remember that no one wants to win or lose in the relationship. Both of you need to respect each other's opinions. Arguments when made healthily can help give another person a better perspective. Make sure your partner knows you want the best for them and you for you, make sure your partner knows that you want the best for them and you, and that you respect their opinion, even when you may not may not agree with it. Listen, come on, y'all. We gotta be like the late great Aretha Franklin said. She said, R E S P E C T. Okay, y'all know I'll bust out in a song in two seconds. Y'all already know, right? So I'm gonna need y'all to give each other some respect, right? Like Listen, I don't got to agree with you. And let me just say this. Let me just say this because we live in this society, right? We live in a society that says, if you disagree with me, then you hating. I'm not hating on you, right? There's nowhere in the in the Bible, in the, in the, uh, in the doctrine of society that says that I must agree with everything you do if I love you. The devil is a lie. Like, I don't have to agree and I can still love you, right? So disagreeing with somebody does not make you a hater, right? It's okay to have a difference of opinion. That don't got to turn into nothing crazy just because you see it one way and somebody sees it another way, right? That's actually an opportunity that can foster some learning, right? Because if you if you take out the disagreement part and really sit down and, and have a conversation, you might learn something. I'm just saying. All right. (laughs) Number four, trust is the key to a healthy relationship. Oh, Lord. I'm about to step on some toes with this one. So there is no relationship without trust, at least not one that would last. Most relationship dramas are caused because of the lack of trust and self-confidence. So learning to trust your partner is learning how to make a lasting, healthy relationship. Be honest with your partner to bring transparency to your relationship. Do not hide or lie to them about the crucial things in your life and the relationship. Being truthful always and 
making an effort to let them believe in you are the signs of a lasting relationship. Oh God, Jesus, help me. Help me with this. Help me with what I'm about to say, Lord. All right, let's talk about it. Trust. Let me tell you something. Whew. All right, some of y'all be out here in these relationships, or should I call, um, say, situationships, right? And so for those of y'all that don't know what a situationship is, it's basically uh, where two people do relationship stuff without a title. Um, yeah. But some of y'all be out here um, dealing with some folk that you know deep down in your shanana. And if you don't know what the shanana is, that's your spirit, right? That's that, eh, bye-bye, all that, yeah, yeah. Um, some of y'all <laughs> be dealing with some folk that your spirit had already told you they was not trustworthy. And then, um, y'all get into these relationships or these situationships. Um, and then you get in your feelings because the spirit had already told you that this Negro or this Negro, right? However you want to call them, um, <laughs> was no good. <laughs> and so you don't even trust yourself. And, and so because you don't trust yourself and you don't trust your own judgment um, and your own intuition, um, then then you really struggle with trusting other people. Come on in here, somebody. And so this is why your relationships ain't lasting because you won't even listen to yourself enough to be like, Mm-mm, this ain't right. Let me walk away. Uh-uh. He ain't for me. Mm-mm. She ain't for me. Right. <laughs> you won't even do that. And so you stay in these situationships, right, that are toxic and ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I remember my bro, Gregory Devon, he said it, it, relationships got to have a destination, right? We got to be going somewhere. Um, and that's because y'all lacking trust. So, yeah, I'm going to get off my soapbox on that one. All right, number five. <laughs> you know, y'all know my saying, if you can't say amen, say what? Ouch. All right. Um, number five, appreciate the small things. You do not need to show love to your partner only on a special occasion. You should appreciate them on normal days by giving some special gifts, encouraging them when it comes to their work, or just by being available for them when they need you. Feeling appreciated by the person you love is an essential key for long-lasting relationships. Listen, 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 listen. I love that. Appreciate the small things. Let me tell you something. This is probably the reason why I do not like commercial holidays, right? Like Valentine's Day. I, I don't care for commercial holidays because I feel like every day should be Valentine's Day, right? Every day in your relationship should be an opportunity to be able to say to your partner, hey, boo, I love you. Hey, hey, bae, you're amazing. Thank you for being who you are, right? Like every day I should be showing some gratitude and appreciation for the people or the person in my life. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we got to do better if we want to have long lasting relationships in 2022. I'm just saying. All right. Number six, spend some quality time together, doing things that make you feel closer to each other, watching TV shows, movies, going on a road trip, spend some quality time together and make some memories to cherish for a lifetime. It is essential to take a break from your routine life and make time for each other. You may spend the whole day with each other and still do nothing to spend quality time. Do what makes you happy. Don't always be involved in productive work. Sometimes you need to do silly and random things to have fun together. Listen, quality time is critical. It is critical. And let me just say, let me just say, because I didn't have this conversation. For all you guys and gals out there in long distance relationship land, right? That will say to me, 
Leah, I can't do long distance relationship because how are we going to have some quality time, right? Let me just go ahead and help you out right here. It takes the same level of intention to have a long distance relationship as it would if the person lived in the same city or state as you. Same level of attention, right? You have to be intentional about spending time with your partner. You have to be intentional about dating your partner. You have to be intentional about cultivating a healthy relationship with your partner. I don't give a rat's ass, yes, I said it like that, um, <laughs> where they are. You have to be intentional. You have to be intentional. So don't don't miss me with that whole, oh, I can't do long distance relationship because I got to see my boo and all that stuff. It's the same level in, of intention. That's all. All right, my last tip of the of the Thriver Nuggets segment. Meet each other halfway. Number seven, meet each other halfway. Love isn't black and white. Most of the time, love is somewhat gray, only lighter or darker. At one point or another, you'll find that making simple decisions will get complicated because you'll want to want a completely different thing than your partner. In this situation, you mustn't, mustn't fight your desires. You must meet each other halfway if you want the relationship to work. It is okay to want something different, but both of you must understand that your partner is not supposed to share all your passions or tastes in something, aka compromise. Dang, y'all know you know why y'all failing at relationships because y'all won't even compromise. Y'all are too damn selfish and stingy to meet people halfway. It's either your way or, or no way. Like, that's not what we're doing in 2022. I'm telling y'all right now, if y'all do not do not listen to this episode and take these tips and 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 listen to what my girl Ashley said and even all the episodes that we've been talking about in the month of February, right? Because I was strategic about talking about love and relationships and all that. If we don't do better in the way we do relationships in 2022, then you're going to keep saying the same woe is me story about, oh, I can't find a good man. Oh, I can't find a good woman. Oh, dating is this. No, it's about intention. It's about being intentional. It's about taking the risk. It's about putting yourself out there. It's about being vulnerable. It's about put, It's about doing all the things you need to do to get with your desire ring. Stop being a walking contradiction. I'm just saying, stop. Stop saying what you want and then you want to do the opposite. I'm just saying, we're not doing that. We're not doing that in 2022. The devil is a whole lie and the truth ain't in them. And so this concludes another episode of Hey Queen Thrive. Listen, I love each and every one of you guys. Thank you. Thank you for always showing up week after week. Thank you for kicking off season two with a bang. Listen, come back next week for another Power Pack episode with another Power Pack X-ray. Until then, be safe out there and peace and blessings.